it's basically corporations versus people. That's where we're at. And the politicians are in the middle and they're taking money from both sides. The Democrats and the Republicans are both playing the same game. All right. It's two heads of the same snake. And I don't care what you say. Tell, sh- tell me that it isn't. Show me that it isn't. You know? Oh, no, I think our two party system is is an atrocity. It keeps us in a civil war with each other. It's us versus them, yeah. you know, and, and this is a, a major problem because it's like you pick one side. We can see this in so many ways in our country and in our world. It's like, which side are you going to pick? And no matter what they say, you're going to stick with that side because you want to win. And so I, I, I agree. It, it is a, a big problem. You know, I. We're, we're jumping around right here. I had more to say about COVID, but oh, okay. <laughs> last night I watched the documentary. I had such an intense la- night last night. I watched the documentary 13th on Netflix. Have you seen it? No. What is it? Thanks for stopping by the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. I'm the host of the show, Sean Dustin. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with us today. There are a couple of ways that you can help support the show. One of which is if you know somebody out there who would benefit from listening to the show or an episode in this show, send them over. I'd be happy to have them as listeners. Also, you can subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if I'm currently not available on the platform you listen to, send me an email and I will try to get added to it. I have merchandise available now, hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, and other items. This is another way you can help support the show and the show will get a portion of the proceeds. You can find direct links to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, merchandise, and anywhere else we are online at the bottom of the show notes. There are currently opportunities right now to win show merchandise over in my Facebook group. Uh, there's a challenge going on over there right now. And to get there, just go to the Linktree link and find my YouTube group tab in the Linktree and uh, follow it over there. Join the group and there'll be instructions pinned to the uh, top of the timeline there. Another thing I have going on right now, too, is I will be all of my interviews going forward will be uh live streams on facebook live on my timeline there as well as the podcast platforms and youtube as well so there'll be three places you can catch this you can catch it live uh and you can ask questions um you know if you and and interact uh, uh with my guests and myself uh, live, or you can wait for the podcast, or you can wait for the YouTube production of it. That's about it. That's all I have uh, for now. Um, so without further ado, let's get to the show. This is a Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin, or Dustin. And uh, yeah, been a little bit of frustrating morning so far. Uh, supposed to do live. I'm waiting for it to go. I have janky ass internet, so uh, whatever. Hi, Lori. How are you? Hi, Sean Dusting. Dusting. <laughs> Sean's dusting. 
I'm good. It's always fun to chat with you and watch you sweat it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know how to squirm. Uh, happy holidays, people. Festive 4th of July uh, or un-4th of July. I don't know how you want to look at it, but I, I know we're not doing fireworks here. It's not even – we got locked back down again like all of our – not mandatory for us, but mandatory for, for businesses and everything to shut back down, which is ridiculous. Is it? I, you know what? I think it is. I'm sorry. I, and this is probably going to get me some shit for saying it, but you can't, at some point, it's going to come down to being a matter of natural selection. And hate me, throw me hate mail if you want. But, I mean, we can't keep the economy shut down. We can't keep people in their houses. We can't. I mean, masks are enough. Look, if you want to go outside, wear a mask. If you don't, that's your prerogative too. This is a country that was built on on the Constitution, which is constantly being trampled on. Uh, our rights are constantly being trampled on. Um, I know you're in the health industry, and I see you just going, mm, you fucker, <laughs> you son of a oh, no, bitch. I'm just <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look, if it's my time, it's my time. Mm. All right, I'm doing I'm doing everything that I should be doing. I'm wearing my mask when I go out, and and sometimes I don't wear it if I'm in a public like down at the beach. I'm not going to wear a mask down there. Sorry. Um, if you you know I'm doing taking all my vitamins and everything else that I should getting in the sun more vitamin C, uh, eating better, um, you know, trying to do my part. And I I just think that there's not much you can do. It's a virus, man. It's just like all the other viruses that we have at some point, you know, but go ahead, chime in, chastise me. I'm waiting. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So you're saying there's, there, there's nothing you can do, but if you look at other countries and how they've approached dealing with COVID, they've approached it in very different ways than our country. And a lot of them have actually, completely shut it out or decreased it to barely any numbers a day. So there are definitely different approaches. But also, I think what I wanted to talk about the most as you were saying that is, and I think this is really important, um, because I've actually been writing about this and talking about a lot is what about living for the greater good? So the way that you're talking, what I'm hearing and this could be wrong, but I'm hearing, you know, we have rights and we get to choose whatever we want. But when we don't actually look at the greater good, we live in a big community. We don't live by ourselves. Humans actually aren't supposed to live in isolation. We're supposed to live for the greater good of the community and, you know, live in a cohesive way together. And so I think things like this are really exemplifying what has happened as we have kind of become gone into such isolation from this fear culture and this culture of judgment and shame and, you know, what I want goes. And I just don't, I think that especially with COVID, it's time to start taking a look at that and what can we do as communities to make great change? And it's not just for COVID. It's obviously for racial justice and, um, you know, any group that's being oppressed, we have to look at how can we all band together for the greater good so that everyone lives a better life. And so everyone has rights. So I think COVID can definitely be put into that category as well. So, you know, I just, oh, that, I think that this, 
I think it's been happening for a very, very long time, if not for for all of time, for, for our entire country's history. But a virus like this that's so unpredictable, you know, I think it's equated to the last time is the Spanish flu, something like this came up in this kind of capacity. It's not like H1N1. It's not like some of the other viruses that have have been around recently. So I think this is giving us a real eye opener and a chance to see what we're missing here as a collective, because we all affect each other. We, we don't just live our lives and it's a ripple effect for everyone that's around us in our community. So I think that's something to really look at. I, I agree. I agree to a certain extent. I mean, look, we're all in the first, right? This is a first for most of us. Uh, who who was around you know when uh you know when the Spanish flu was here Probably nobody you know so we are all experiencing something as a first right and at the same time as we're experiencing this there's a lot of other things that are unfolding and be, becoming transparent um or or at least the water's been mer- uh, uh, cleared up a little bit so we can sort of see what's happening um you know and as far as just, just a lot of things i mean i can't I can't pay. Right. I don't I don't think there's any coincidence. I think it's very uh I, I I think it it there's no coincidence that these things are happening together. It's the ripple effect. I think that our communities are actually seeing like, oh wow, especially in the United States of America, like people are out for themselves and we're not out for the greater good. And so we, the people that want to live better lives together are now banding together for many causes. And COVID is just one of them. Obviously, you know, we're doing a lot for racial justice at this time too. And we're making history with both of these situations. And so I think, you know, how do we want to go down in history? Do we want to go down in history saying, you know, no, I want my rights and I want to do whatever I want. It doesn't matter how it affects everyone else in my community, especially the immunocompromised or the older people. Or do we want to go down in history as a group that actually bands together and says, what can we do for all of our community, not just for myself? You know what I mean? I think that's a uh, a very layered um just very layered, like an onion, like uh, deal, you know, because you have all kinds of different things that are, that are playing out right now. You know, you have the, the chop got, got shut down. All right. So that was the beginning of, well, that wasn't the beginning, but that's where the, that's where the momentum took uh, from, you know, the, the whole George Floyd thing and that in itself, I mean, I don't know, man, I, I, I've watched some stuff. Uh, I've posted some stuff I've gotten, I've gotten, uh, you know, chastised for some of the things that I've posted. Um, you know, I just look a lot of America doesn't see things from the way that I see them in my perspective, because I was in, I was locked up. I was in federal prison. I was talking to a lot of people years ago about some of the injustices and things that were happening, how corporatocracy, corporatocracy is, uh, taking over. The elites are, you know, it's, it's for, it's basically corporations versus people. That's where we're at. And the politicians are in the middle and they're taking money from both sides. The Democrats and the Republicans are both playing the same game. All right. It's two heads of the same snake. And I don't care what you say. Tell tell me that it isn't. Show me that it isn't. 
You know? Oh, no, I think our two party system is is an atrocity. It keeps us in a civil war with each other. It's us versus them, yeah. you know, and, and this is a, a major problem because it's like you pick one side. We can see this in so many ways in our country and in our world. It's like, which side are you going to pick? And no matter what they say, you're going to stick with that side because you want to win. And so I, I agree. It, it is a, a big problem. You know, I. We're, we're jumping around right here. I had more to say about COVID, but oh, okay. <laughs> last night I watched the documentary. I had such an intense la- night last night. I watched the documentary 13th on Netflix. Have you seen it? No. What is it? Uh, I think this is required viewing for every white person in the United States of America. Um, it talks, it, it goes over the timeline of mass incarceration and how our media really developed after slavery was abolished. Um, and how our media really developed an image for for the black community through the media, and that led into such mass incarceration. And how, and then it talks about corporations. Um, there's a corporation called Alec that ends up. I don't. I don't really want to speak too much to it because I I like to really understand what I'm talking about before I do. I just watched it last night, but really, I think this should. It's so easy. It's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, which, which most people do, it's free. You can watch it. It's so important to look at the history of what's happening with corporations and mass incarceration and police brutality and the media portraying images of racial groups. It's so important. And I think, I don't know, I, it's, I was sick and I, I am sick, but especially when you, when you see what goes down through history and how our lives play out through the way people decide they want us to be in this world. It's crazy. So um, I watched that and I watched the Jeffrey Epstein documentary and I had nightmares last night. It was so intense to just see such corruption and greed and just such a gross part of humanity. It just makes me, Oh my God, my heart is just so broken, but I'm also really, um, uh, I, I really want to do my part and I've been doing it. I've been educating myself as much as possible, you know, having talks on my podcast, but I want to be a major part of the solution, especially as a white person. You know, we really have to look at our history and own up to it and our, our own racism and our own implicit bias and how it is the very air we breathe. It was basically, you know, <laughs> I see your doggy's tail. It was basically, <laughs> you know, brainwashed into us from little on that's it's all we see so whoo it was a big night it was it was pretty intense i've seen the jeffrey epstein thing i watched that i follow another uh another show on youtube called the uh, anc report which is the anti-neocon report with ryan dawson and he he covered a lot of that so he's been following the epstein all of the that stuff the uh you know pedophilia with the elites and and everything else he's been following it for about 13 years and so he had a timeline he had everything and if i'm not mistaken i think he helped the cops find uh Jocelyn because of how his uh his cuz he you know he was in contact with them and he really like 
this dude's a super investigator, man. He's, uh, you know, for as young as he is and, and, you know, you look at him, you would go, ah, this dude looks like a, you know, it looks like punk rock. Um, but he really, you know, he's, he's very in depth. He's done a lot of stuff on the civil war, which is where a lot of this stuff that you're talking about came from. Jim Crow laws came out of the civil war. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, pro, uh, uh, prisons for, for, for the new form of slavery, uh, mm-hmm. started, you know, so slavery never ended people. Right. That's what you need to understand. Slavery never ended. It just changed its face. It yeah. changed, it changed the packaging. They package it up as prisons and then they start putting people in prison for, for really stu- stupid things. Right. And they give them, well, they I- give them long ass sentences to work in the prison industry. And it's still happening today. Yeah. Why and I you- mean, even that's, that's where you should, everyone should watch 13th. Like that's where you're going to get so much information about exactly what Sean's saying right now. And you can go to my timeline too and watch the the video that I that I just did the other day with uh, Holly Coleman, and she was a former uh, uh, inmate in federal prison, and uh, you know she can talk about all that. She got out and became a paralegal, and now works for the public defender's office. But she sees the playbook of how they how they do what they do, and uh, you know. And I'm also in contact with another woman by the name of uh, Melissa Veach. And she's currently serving uh, 33 years uh, for conspiracy dope, which means, okay, you've got a you've got a a huge population of people in the federal system that have been in, indicted, incarcerated, and thrown in jail on the word of another criminal. All right, so not no no evidence, no nothing, right? I get busted and I said, Hey, Melissa Veach, uh, I sold her a pound of whatever five years ago. Guess what? They're going to go and get Melissa Veach. Now Melissa Veach is in the indictment too. Just off this person's word. No, no evidence, no nothing. And she got, she got 33 years and where they work in the federal bureau of prisons is Unicor. All right. Where they make a dollar an hour. And they get contracts from Under Armour, uh, Hewlett Packard, uh, the United States government. They, she said that once they had a, a, you know, a contract to sandblast Humvees, the women are doing this, which I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it, it's okay, but you're only paying them a dollar an hour. So the BOP gross, they profited $500 million last year in, in, uh, through Unicor. They're getting $44,000 a person per year, and they're having the inmates do all of the, the maintenance and everything, even from plumbing to electric, electrical work, everything in, in the institutions. So why can't the, the, why can't, why do we have to pay for that when there's an industry in there that's well, well, they can fund themselves? Well, they're profiting. Well, it shouldn't be. You shouldn't be profiting exactly. off of slave labor. Exactly. And that's yeah, the problem. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I got, I definitely got a good education watching that last night. And, um, there's, ooh, wow. there's a lot, a lot of work to be done, you know? Um, but I think there's a lot that's being uncovered right now in billionaire industries and corporations. And, you know, with this information, that's why I wanted to talk about it because, if everyone could watch this, you know, we, we can get power of people and, you know, the greater good of our communities together to make much bigger change much quicker. But if we just kind of stay in our bubble, you know, and live our lives without really 
taking the time to understand the history and how we've gotten to the place that we're at, we're not going to make great change. But I think it's happening right now. I think there's a lot of movement. I think that the lower frequency energy of the power and greed and corporate money is starting to be, you know, really cracked and opened up. And I hope that we keep paying attention. I hope we keep educating ourselves and I hope we keep making change. I agree. I agree. And, and everything is coming to light. Um, the, the very fact that, so I don't know if this is, I'm going to jump over to, uh, just Maxwell and Epstein for a second. Uh, it's great that she get caught. All right. She's got a lot of information about a lot of, a lot of high power people, a lot of billionaires. Um, if she survives to tell on these people, this is going to change everything. Okay. And I don't think people understand the, 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 the reach that this is going to have from the Prince of Saudi Arabia to, uh, Alan Dershowitz who I never did anything, you know, come on, you old bastard. You sure did. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting that these people practice that. I mean, they still, they, they, I was watching something last night and were they, they still in Israel, they still trade they, they human traffic, not children, maybe not children, but they traffic women. Um, you know, they, they sell women over there. White women are especially is, uh, are a good commodity. They're usually of age, you know, 18 and over, but it doesn't matter. You know, the way that they get them, they trick them into, uh, you know, whatever it is. And then they, they take away their, you know, they, or, or they steal them out of their life and, and, and say, Oh, guess what? This is your new life. Now you're a prostitute. You know, that's a real thing, man. That happens. You know, yeah. there's there in Africa, you've got 400,000 African American or Africans that are slaves, literally slaves. You don't hear, you don't, you don't hear anybody talking about how their lives matter. Right. You know, it's, I, you know, I, I, I get, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to have a movement, it can't just be about one, one thing. You know what I mean? You're going to lose a lot of people that way. You're going to turn a lot of people off. I mean, there's a lot of people that are, that are jumping in on it, but it's, why, why, why aren't you talking about those black lives? Well, the, I mean, we really have to start with our community. We have to start with our history and we have to start with our country. I think it's really important that we, you know, that's a lot. You, you can't tackle the whole world right now, you know, because there is so much corruption in the entire world. That's literally impossible to do all at once. You know, I think COVID had people in a state that were prepared to, to go in, in much deeper with this movement when yet another black man got murdered, you know, in cold blood on the street, you, you know, and then it's still happening. I'm still hearing about it. And so this has been something permeating our country for its history. And so this is a huge, huge thing to tackle in our own country. And we still don't have everyone's support and, even if I don't know, do people are they learning our history? Are they finding out? Because it's it's horrific. 
it is horrific. And so I just think we can't, we can't go to that level until we really start doing something in our home and in our community, because it's happening on a daily basis here. It, you're, yeah, you're right. You're, I mean, I, I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, you know, we, we do need to deal with that here, but I don't know. There's, there's not enough, there's not enough information out there available to the general public. You're not going to get it from the mainstream media. You're just not. That's why you didn't see anything about uh, uh, the chop hardly at all in mainstream media. They didn't want to cover it because they didn't want people to get ideas and, and, and start doing that in, across the country and all in, in their own cities. You know, you had, uh, you know, once the chop got uh, dismantled, then I think uh, New York City, they tried to take the, uh, the city hall, I believe. Or did the cops in the in them abandon City Hall? I, there, something happened there a couple of days ago. Um, I just don't know. I don't. I don't know what the solution is other than to dismantle the government. Literally dismantle the government and stop. Uh, stop relying on people to make decisions for you. All right. We need to go into a system that's called direct democracy where you take away the people and you're no longer voting on people, you're voting on solutions. So you and I, and, and, and they're working on it right now. I'm part of a group that's in a movement that's, that's talks about direct democracy. And it's really a blockchain system of voting through an app and everybody can have it. France, I think has, uh, you know, the red, the, the, the yellow vests, They've declared direct democracy where they're at in France. So, I mean, there's a movement that's happening over there. You don't hear anything about it because the media, the, the, one of the arms of the billionaires is the media. All right. And they use the media to drive us. All right. That's what they do. All right. They got something that's happening, you know, that they don't want you to know about some back, back door stuff that's happening. Like, that's why a lot of times when, when you saw the thing, the impeachment of Trump, a lot of bipartisan stuff was happening behind the scenes that never got that nobody ever talked about, right? Because they were too busy focusing on on the actual issue itself. So there's a lot of misdirection in, in the government. You know, they both work together, even though they make it look like they're 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 against each other, right? They're they're doing a lot of bipartisan stuff behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, direct democracy. I mean, think about that. You know, what's the main thing that's the problem in our government? It's the people in it. It's the, it's the career politicians that are there to be, be made, you know, that are there to kind of be the, be another arm of the billionaires and the, and the court and the corporate class. Uh, you know, and once you, once you take that ability away from them to influence people to make decisions that don't, uh, necessarily benefit the people that are actually paying for these decisions our taxpayer dollars go to pay for all kinds of things that we have no idea what what gets spent on black operations you got things you know dropping bombs all over people everywhere i mean we're paying for that that's where the that's where our tax dollars are going and i don't want them going to that i want them going to things that are here fixing the problems that these people created in our own country you know, from their policies and from the things that they've, 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 uh, laid out over years, you know, it's just, it, it's crazy and it needs to go and the people need to go. 
the the politicians the you know we just got to figure it out and there is a movement out there and it's called decentralize everything look it up decentralize everything there's a movement that's happening right now to try and 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 implement this system to get rid of the the corruption which is the people because if you didn't have if you didn't if the corporations didn't have anybody to carry out their misdeeds through money and 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 uh 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 whatever the uh, campaign finances and stuff like that, all of this stuff wouldn't be a problem. You know, you could do term limits you and you could put a moratorium on going to be a lobbyist because a lot of the times when, when these politicians get in there, they get rewarded with a cushy job on a board somewhere, making a million, $2 million somewhere on one of these corporations that they basically trampled our rights and, and, and are, we're working for them. You know, so, and that's not going to happen either because you have to have them be willing to, to put the rules that will eliminate them. They're not going to do that. So we have to figure out a way to get rid of these people and, and, you know, once and for all, uh, you know, get our, get our government, get our, our country back because they've, they've really stolen it away from us. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so much corruption. It's overwhelming to even try to figure out like how you're right. Like, do we just dismantle the entire system to get rid of the corruption? But I also think that we have to really, as a community, start realizing how I've always known this, how they've the they, the corporations, the media, you know, whatever the mass hypnosis keeps us in a civil war with each other in this two-party system. And as long as we keep doing that, we're never going to come together because you're, you stick with your party, you're voting your party because there's something in there that you like. You might not like a bunch of things, but the one thing that you like is big enough to keep you on that quote unquote side. And so until we actually come together on each individual issue and as a people, you know, wanting you know, more for our entire communities, all of us for social services, racial justice, um, you know, sexual justice, all, all of the things it's, they make it impossible for us to come together. You know, we're so reactive. We're not proactive in this country in so many ways. You could look at our medical system. It's reactive, not proactive. You know, you talked about, you know, you said I'm on my extra vitamins. Yeah. That's something that we're not hearing about with COVID. Nobody, our government and our media is not talking about how do you actually become healthier so that you can fight this virus off. You can't beat a virus, right? Hopefully the virus can weaken, but if we all become healthier as a nation, then, and if we're being told what we can do to be healthier, then we're not going to have the underlying conditions that are actually causing the comorbidities, morbidities that are causing the morbidity in the virus, but we're not hearing anything about that. We're just hearing about masks, which keeps us at war with each other because one side wants their rights. One side wants the greater good. And then we keep, this is what we've learned from little on is to be at war us versus them, you know, our sports. It's like our, our world, our country against another country, our political system, you know, right versus left. It's just the duality of it is, is, is killing us. And it does not allow for a nice, gentle way for us to come together as a people. And if we did, we have so much power. It is our money. And this is our country. And if we all came together on wanting everyone to live a better life, 
we have so much abundance in this country and in this world that we could easily do it. But that's not what we've learned. We've learned, you know, to be in isolation and take care of ourselves because our government has made it really hard to live in this country. People are working their asses off just to pay their bills and to put their kids in school and to pay for daycare and to get the food on the table, you know. And so how much time do you have left over to tackle, you know, these huge problems that we have as as a whole? You know, if you're scared of going bankrupt because you get cancer or you're scared of going bankrupt because you end up in the emergency room, then how can you take care of anyone else? How can you help anyone else? You know, that's my take on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very true. And what we need more than anything are because I have episodes out there that talk about that. I've talked to to nutritionists and they talk about, you know, what what you can do to prevent that. And, you know, they, you, they weaponize the media against us. We need to start weaponizing our own media channels against them. You know, it's, and the more people that are out there like me and you talking about these issues, you know, I talked to, I'm, I've got uh, somebody that I'm working on right now too, as well, uh, a prosecutor, an ex prosecutor. Um, and you know, he wants to, he wants to expose the, the corruption and the tactics that they use to put people in prisons. Prisons are another, another, uh, and it doesn't matter if it's fate, state or federal. Federal, obviously, you're going to do more time there, but state has prison industry too. They, they make things for, you know, in their factories that they have. I know San Quentin used to make license plates. I don't know what they make now, but I mean, it's, they need these people in there working these jobs because it's for profit, right? Mm-hmm. And so there is a, there is incentive for the authorities, the judges, the prosecutors, and even the public defenders because they work in the same damn office. All right. It's not like they're separate. They're working together. They, 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 they walk down the hall and they, they trade cases. Okay. Well, I'll give you this if you give me the, the, the conviction on that. And they, and they're just wheeling and dealing people away. That's what they do. Um, I, I caught, and I know that because I caught them in my own case doing that, which forced me to have to get a, a private attorney because I saw what they were trying to do to me and they were working together to do it, <laughs> you know? So like we can talk about the problems all day long. Uh, I think the solution is, you know, either, and here's a good one too. Hey, let's, let's vote for the rock. He doesn't seem like, you know, for the president, the rock and Jocko is vice president. You know, these guys do not seem like they, you know, they've got. Here's the thing, man. (laughs) You have to put people in a position that, okay, Donald Trump was already a billionaire, a millionaire, whatever he was. You know, he didn't need the money, but he still has ties to the billionaire class. All right. The Rock doesn't need any money. He's fine. He's a good person. You can tell that from, you know, if you watch everything he does, the dude just seems like a genuinely good person that cares about, cares about people and he doesn't need money. So if he took the job, do you think that he would be able to be swayed by all of that? I don't know. I would hope that he wouldn't, you know, and Jocko too, if he was a vice president, he was a Navy SEAL. This guy is, do you know who I'm talking about? No. 
Uh, yeah, this guy is like, uh, like legit Jocko. I can't remember what his name is, but he was on Joe Rogan and, uh, yeah. But anyways, those two would be great or just, uh, are you just putting them on a, like a fake ticket for yourself? Like, are you just coming up with their names and like, Hey, let's make this a presidential ticket. No, they actually talked about it on, uh, on, oh, uh, they did? on the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this has gone out to millions of people. He gets like 20 million, I think, hits per episode. Yeah. 20 million listens or views. So, I mean, this is something that's going out there. So yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what I, I, I want to. I want a third party to pop up, whether it's libertarian, independent, um, whatever, whatever it goes. And I'm probably going to vote the third if I if yeah, I but, if I, I mean, even vote. Third parties have tried to come in, and we are so established as this two-party system that they never make any headway. You know, so I don't know if that's the solution. But you know, you said who you want to vote for, Biden? The Democrats are worse. The Democrats are worse than the Republicans to a certain extent. Okay, but that's your that's that's what you're thinking. I'm looking at our our country and like how people have been conditioned into these two parties. Like I said, third parties have tried to come in and that it's never, it's never even dented um, what's happening between these two party systems where all the corruption and money are. Um, but I, I do want to make a point that you said, you know, our media and um, how we're be- really being controlled by the media and that's so true, but we also have choices. You know, I don't, participate in the media i don't participate in our fear culture and so i know that it's possible to not be swayed by the media because that's i'm doing it in my life but i also care enough about this human existence that we're all in and i care enough for it to be uh healthier and more positive for all the people that i seek out education so it really does take wanting to be proactive instead of just reacting in your life and wanting to seek out that education to really understand these systems. And I mean, right now there is so much available. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Like I'm horrified at the education that I had growing up about our history, because now I'm like getting my mind blown about what I am learning because I'm taking the time. Cause I want to be educated as I have these conversations, as I move forward in my votes, I've always been pretty educated in my votes and have always you know, voted no matter what, because I know that that is the best way to get my voice heard. But, you know, I mean, watching this 13th documentary, you see Republicans, you see Democrats, and you see them all in this mass incarceration situation, and they're making it political moves in order to be elected. They're preying on the fear of people to be elected, and then they're passing crime bills where there were actually people that were pleading guilty who were innocent because the sentence would have been less then they would have got through the crime bill and they weren't even guilty of, of uh, the crime. And so, you know, I, I just think there, there are people out there really that want to make a difference and they might not be in mass media, but they're out there, they're putting content out. There are documentaries, there are books, there are podcasts, there are articles, you know, you really do have to pay attention to where you where you get your information and who is funding it. So I agree with that. Yeah, money's a you know when money's the root of all evil because if you really look at all of the problems that are that we have, it's all because of money. And people okay, either I, I, I want to stop you there though because I'm reading a book right now about money. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I don't want to lose this. 
Um, and that was, that's how I've always, I've always viewed like, okay, money is evil. Right. And so I actually have a belief around money, but if I could make more money, imagine what I would do with that money. You know what I mean? I would be proactive in the community. So what I really, what I'm working on changing my belief to that, you know, these beliefs are really deep because we see this throughout our lives is it's power and greed that are evil. And they happen, power and greed, when people have money and they have that root of evil within themselves, then that's what creates a really big problem because they use the money in that way, in that very negative way. They weaponize it. Right. You know, they use, they put it towards, you know, media campaigns to, you know, whatever. And a lot of, ah, there's a lot of psyops that go on too within, within this, you know, MK Ultra, people don't don't know about that or when they hear that word they say here mk ultra and they go oh my god that's conspiracy you know but that was a real program it was a real program that we had in the in in our gut in the cia or or whichever one and they were studying how to control people's minds what what to you know there when you when you hear when you hear something and you hear over and over and over again the same phrase the same uh, you know, and, and they use this too in, in marketing and, and advertising, you know? So when you hear things said three times in a row, it, there's a reason why they do that. They, they say, they, they say things because it, it's what, what works. It's what they found that works. Right. And, it's uh, mass hypnosis. And yeah. I mean, this is the same for racism. We see racism before we even have language and we see it over and over and we see it in our images and in our media. And that becomes so ingrained in us that seed is planted so deeply that we don't even know that we are racist because we think we're a good person. And then we try to focus on that. I just had a conversation about this. We try to focus on that binary, like a good person isn't racist, a bad person is. The covert versus overt racism. And that, that's like, yeah, that's what you can see. But we all it's racism is literally the air we breathe because it's in our entire history and it's been playing out for everyone to see and hear. You know, I'm a hypnotherapist. Language is everything. It's really easy to get anyone to believe anything that you say if you say it a few times and you say it with conviction. And if they don't do their homework to really find out if what you're saying is true, you know, some of the most powerful speakers, that's how they have huge followings because they really believe their message. And we are so easily swayed with people that believe their message. And I mean, I I think that you could look at all of politics that way, but you can see everything in our culture is because it's repeated from little on. And it's not necessarily something that we're seeking out for ourselves, but it's created in our lives, in our DNA. It gets passed down in our DNA from every generation as well. Like this is really deep. That's why hypnotherapy works, you know? So if I use um, hypnosis for you and I actually use uh, positive language It's easier to help someone shift their behavior with positive language because they see or they they understand what they can have if they shift a behavior. But with negative language, we have to keep hearing it. And that's what happens over years of our lives. We keep hearing it and it becomes a belief, even if we didn't choose to have that belief. No, I I, I, that makes sense to me. Um, You know, then a lot of stuff 
that I probably wouldn't have believed maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago, um, is really, really starts to make sense now, you know, and, and it, you're right. Learning your history, learning about, you know, these things, uh, taking the time to watch documentaries, uh, unplugging from mainstream and try to find a credible source that's independent, you know, so a source of media that you can, that you can watch. And, and it's, and it's just reporting there. It's a biased report of what's happening. Not unbiased. A, oh yeah. Yeah. Unbiased. Sorry. Unbiased report of what's happening. It doesn't get spun anyway. It's just reporting. You know, I was watching uh, Converge Media, uh, the coverage of the chop, and that's all it was. You know, they were just filming the whole thing as it was coming down, and, you know, they weren't swayed one way or the other way. It was just like, this is what's happening. And I get mm-hmm. it, man. I get it. People are upset. You know, you got you got 400, probably over 400 years of this, you know, where it never changes, you know, for a certain, you know, group of people. And it's just, it's not right. Um, I can't really speak to it. I'm dark, darker complected, but I've never really been, I, I don't, I don't, I've never had that. I, I've never experienced that. And if it did, it was, it was briefly like just momentarily. And then when I started talking, it went away, you know, because they thought, Oh, you're a white guy. You have to be a white guy. Look at, listen, listen to how articulate you are, you know? Um, and so it would go away. I mean, I've experienced police brutality and police brutality. I've gotten beaten up a couple times from the cops. One really bad. And, uh, I, I, it was before, it was so long ago that when I, when I got out and I tried to, uh, get some lawyers to, to, uh, go against the, they wouldn't, they're like, nah, if you don't got money, we're not going to take this, this pro bono. We don't care if you, you can win or not. You know, so it was just, I, I got a bunch of doors shut in my face when I tried to, uh, get somebody to represent me to, to, uh, bring a lawsuit against the, uh, city of North Las Vegas. It was actually the highway patrol that did it, but it was in the city of North Las Vegas. So, you know, was, and you believe that was because of your race? No, no, no. It was be, it was, I was drunk. I was, I was, I was, I got a DUI and, I couldn't even stand up when they, when like the, when you listen to the report, when you read the report, they literally pulled up on me and my, my chest, I was like this, I was asleep somehow driving and they hit the, uh, they hit the, the siren and woo, woo. And I woke up and I looked over and I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And I pulled over. But when I, when they pulled me out of the car, like I couldn't stand up. So my head kept like, you know how, when you're, when you're nodding out, when you're really mm-hmm. in uh, my head kept doing that. And so they tried to say that I tried to headbutt the officer. And so they proceeded to beat the shit out of me. I mean, literally they, they beat the hell out of me when I, when I, uh, when I, they knocked me out when I came to, I knew something had happened. I knew it wasn't in an accident. Cause I looked at my truck before that happened and it was fine. Um, and then, I made it even worse for myself because as soon as I got into there, I knew that they beat me up and I was like, I was pissed, man. I tried to, uh, I, I tried to hit an officer in the booking and I got, uh, I got taken to the ground, knocked out again. The only reason why they didn't split my head open, it was because it was a, uh, uh, one of those portables. So the, the floor had some give to it. If mm-hmm. I'd have been on, on concrete, 
they would have split my head right open. And uh, I, as it was, I woke up in the emergency or not in the emergency room. I woke up in a in a room strapped down and I started talking shit to the officer. <laughs> I didn't learn my lesson. I just I started talking shit to the officer who was there. And then he got up and just went wham, hit me right in my throat to shut me up. You know, I mean, that's just. So for clarity, can I ask, what is your race? Are you? I'm, I am. uh, So I had my DNA thing done through 23andMe. So 69% European, uh, which is, I believe, Irish, German, uh, and and some of those other things. You know, we all have a little bit of Sudanese in us and, and from from uh africa we all have a little bit of african in us in some sense uh because that's where we all came from that's where we originated from right uh and then the rest is native american uh like 19 percent native american from mexico so that i mean that's what it said so I, I imagine that's mexican i'm panamanian uh so what i tell people is i'm i'm uh irish german spanish panamanian and Mexican. So, but I mean, I, I'm more darker complected and the more I spend, the more time I spend in the sun, the, the darker I get. So just tell people, yeah, just close your eyes. Listen to me talk. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Either. <laughs> just, just something to say. Anyways. Um, so there, there, there's, there's kind of enough on that. I mean, <laughs> We talk about the problems all you want. I think it's time to just start coming with solutions. I think the solution is, is just to get rid of the, get rid of the, uh, I, well, start all over really from the, from the ground up. Everything needs a, an overhaul. You know, we need to catch up with technology. We need to get away from people. People are corruptible. Uh, go start, I don't know, start doing something. Well, I do think that we have to keep having critical conversations. Like, I think that, you know, people have been so scared, especially white people have been so scared of having these conversations for saying something wrong or doing something wrong or having shame or judgment. And so I think that once we really start breaking that down and, you know, people become more proactive rather than reactive and we can have these conversations and understand that as you educate yourself, when you know better, you do better. Um, but there's, but staying silent is being complicit. You know, that's not going to make any change if you're scared of being called out or something. Um, just, you know, I think that's the biggest thing as you know, I have really increased my conversations around this. Um, and the first one I had, which was on my podcast, um, called conversations about whiteness with good friends and cats, I was so scared. Like I was scared that I was going to say something wrong or do something wrong. And um, I put my vulnerability, I decided to keep it all in because I thought it was really important for other white people to hear me go through my process of owning up to that, you know, being in that space and, and knowing better and doing better and being proactive about my education so that the only way we're going to disrupt this system and change racism is by white people owning up to it and owning up to our history and being the change, making the change happen. 
And so that's why the education is so vitally important. I have so many resources that I can give out because the more I do get educated, the more comfortable I am in these conversations. And the more I think that I affect change just by helping other people come to the table and seek out their own education and be willing to talk more about it instead of being so scared that they stay silent. So I think that that is the first step. Like it's pretty hard to just go in and just blow up the system. The system's been here for a very long time and it's really entrenched in our, our history. So I, I do think the more that we, if I, this is going to bring it back to the beginning, um, the more that we look at the greater good and, you know, these situations that we're really being faced with that have, have always been there. Viruses have always been there as well, but this virus is showing us like, okay, which way are you going to go here? You know, we, we have to band together as a community for this virus or we, you know, it is natural selection and we lose a huge part of the population, but we want our government to care about us. You know, we do pay for our government. We hire them. And a lot of us might not like who we hired because it's that two party civil war system. But, um, yeah. So um, I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, the greater good. So you have to want more for the greater good. You have to want everybody to have rights. You want you have to want everyone to be equal in this country and enjoy the same liberties that everyone else has. And it's a huge task. It's a huge movement to start to change a system that's so entrenched. But that, I think, is the starting off point. And the only way you're going to get further with that is by seeking out education. If you just sit back and turn the news on, that is not seeking out education. That is being programmed by money and greed and power. So I I do think that there's steps to take, and that would be my suggestion for the first step. That's a little different than yours. <laughs> Let's just blow up the system. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> um, no, yeah, you're right. Education, educating yourself is definitely a, a, a thing you should be doing. I, I don't watch mainstream anything. I have podcasts that I listen to that uh, I know, uh, you know, that they're reputable and they're not, you know, you can just tell, man, you can tell when when money isn't influencing things. Uh, and that's what I, I, I like to steer towards. And, uh, I, cause I don't like from, from having food, the food that you take in affects you. What you watch, watch affects you. What you listen to really affects you, you know? So, I mean, you want to put healthy things in your body that you eat. You want to watch healthy things that you can see. You want to listen to healthy things that aren't going to toxify your, your thinking, you know? Right. That's our healthcare, but it's also important to be really curious because even if you just think about that, like we easily are like, Oh, just put healthy food in your system. And then you become healthier. Where does that food come from? Like so many people don't even trace the line back of where that food comes from. And a lot of corporations are putting a lot of really bad chemicals on that food that are going into your system that could make you sick, that could bankrupt you because you don't have the healthcare to pay for it, you know? And so you have to you have to want the critical knowledge instead of just kind of being complacent in our lives, which our culture has created a situation that makes us complacent because it, they, it's pretty hard to live, to pay your rent, to pay your bills, to keep afloat in this culture. So it's like we have to start looking at this this um, this uh, cycle that we're on 
that keeps us on it. So we're not being more critical in evaluating where everything is coming from and who is affecting what is being taken into our lives, into our ears, into our bodies, into our minds, into our thoughts. And it, you know, it's pretty big stuff when, when you really start breaking that down. So I hope that through this super intense conversation that we had, people, you know, I hope, I hope they start even just thinking like, oh, I might want to seek out a little more information about this, about the media or about the food or about, you know, the government or the, the crime bills that, that get passed. And, you know, this is across the board, Democratic and Republican that has created the mass incarceration. It's not just one party or the other. So I think it's important to look at the history of that. Please watch 13th. Yeah. And, I, and I'm definitely tired of, okay, well, I'm just going to choose the lesser of two evils. You know, Joe Biden was a big part of the problem for mass incarceration. He voted on a lot of the things that, you know, put those laws into effect. You know, and the only reason why, I mean, it, we would be sitting in a completely different situation, I believe, if Hillary Clinton got elected. So I think this this whole plan would have would have, you know, folded out a lot, a lot differently. Uh, but that's just my opinion. I, I personally, I, I personally know people who have spent time with Hillary Clinton and said, she's a horrible person just as a person, <laughs> you know, just how she treats other people. And that so, tells a lot about, that tells a lot about somebody, how you, tre- probably, how you treat others. Absolutely. I think probably most politicians have a hand in these crime bills. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a form of control over the population. Um, so I do, I do hope people get educated about it because I'm kind of reeling from it right now. Yeah. But, um, I wanted to, I, before we go, cause I think, did we ever go live? No, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't go live. It's, it never, it never <laughs> happened. I think what I was going to have to do was shut this down and start it all back over. And I was, ah, I'm not willing to do that. I'll just screw it. Yeah. I, we've got this. You know, if I can throw it up on YouTube real quick and throw a link yeah. to it, if I, want I was just curious. Yeah. But before we go, did you do my challenge? I did, and I crashed and burned. Uh, didn't <laughs> work. Di- 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 didn't work out. But that's okay. Well, you know what? I would rather be straight up with somebody and cut them loose than, and that's what it was. I did, and it, it she wasn't really up for uh, for that, or but still wanted to hang out. And I'm just like, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Sorry. If you're, if, well, if you don't know, I'm sorry, man, but you, if you're going to sleep with somebody that you find attractive and you found them on a dating site, right? You're, you know, within the first 10 to 15 minutes of seeing that person. And, and if, if that's even a possibility, right? Let's yeah, be honest. It's a possibility, but you don't know for sure if you're going to, cause it, you, it's, and I, this, I might be speaking for women on this side, but um, I don't want to sleep with someone that I don't know at all. Like I want to have some kind of emotional connection with them, even if we're not, even if it's going to be just a sleeping, you know, just a sex relationship or whatever, if we're not dating, I still don't want to like be with a stranger who I haven't formed any kind of connection with. So I don't think for a lot of people, I don't think it would be the t- first 10 to 15 minutes that they're like, yes, I'm going to do this. Some people, but I think for a lot of women, they probably Maybe she wanted more time to hang out with you to see if that if she could develop that connection with you, that she felt safe and comfortable going into that vulnerable space of having sex with you. And maybe that's why she wanted to hang out a little bit more. Um, But 
I think I'm proud of you because you, by doing that, by being really honest and truthful about where you're at and what you wanted, you gave her the opportunity to make a choice as well, you know, and you made your own choice. But I think that having everything laid out like that is great. And you're, I don't, I do believe you, if you keep doing that, you're going to find the person that says, oh yeah, I'm into it too. But not everybody's like that. So you're going to crash and burn quite, quite often, but it's going to be so much more authentic and you probably will end up in a longer term sexual connection with someone because they know from the get go that that's where the relationship stands and that's how it started and that's how it's going. So I do, I I really, I'm glad that you tried it and I hope you keep up with it. Mm -hmm. And I have a challenge for you now. Ooh, Ooh. is it it a dating challenge? Cause I haven't really been dating. Okay. Well, that's the challenge. I think you have, I think you have (laughs) trust issues. And uh, I bet you know I do. You've probably listened to one of my podcasts. I've, list, I've listened to some. I've listened to a couple of them. And you have trust issues. So my challenge for you is in in the before the next one, you need to get up on a dating app and have connected with. And I'm not talking like sexual connections or if that's what oh, you yeah, want. Oh yeah, that's not happening. If huh? that's what you no. want, I guess go for it. Ew. But I mean having uh-uh. having connected with at least three people. Three? And, yeah. In a month? Oh my god. Well, well look, we're we're going back <laughs> and this is kind of a a, a a stupid challenge, but I can't think of anything else. Um <laughs> but uh I don't who even knows if we're gonna be able to see anybody right now can or anybody wants to see anybody personally but i i want you to have gone on at least one zoom date and have connected with at least two other people on the app just chatting yeah just just chatting texting okay and then then tell tell us how how it went okay i'll do it i love a good challenge All, all my aries energy i'm i'm very competitive so i will do it okay okay and then and go ahead and, said, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, I, I just, I kind of like the format, the way that we do it. We just kind of sort of talk about whatever, um, you know, the challenges are cool. Uh, I, how do you feel like we need a little bit more structure? Or are you okay with how we're, how we're rolling? I'm good. Okay. It's kind of nice just to like have a conversation instead of being like, okay, this is like, you know, when you do an interview, it's very much more structured. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to just chat like we're on the radio or something. It's well, kind of fun. Well, and it's also a, it, this is a very good example of what uh, idea idea exchange is about, right? Mm-hmm. You and I don't have the same views on things. I can guarantee you that. You know, oh, if you hell if, no. if you were yeah, to we don't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you have to be willing to listen to and open to constructive criticism, other ideas uh, of your views. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't come into anything with a concrete, this is it. You know, I'm all, I come in open with everything because I, I know my thinking and it's flawed sometimes, <laughs> you know, so there could be something out there. And if you can intelligently articulate it to me to where I'm like, oh, okay. Let me write that down because I'm going to go check it out. And if you got something, maybe I'm wrong, right? That's how communication and, and getting and, and spreading ideas happens. 
The problem is, is that we don't allow mm-hmm. that anymore. Well, well, right. And I think that this just is a really good example of how two people that think very differently can have a conversation without anger, without raising our voices, without getting, you know, all intense. Like we can just have the conversation. Like that's one of the biggest problems that we have in this culture of, you know, singular living, which is again, bringing it back to the beginning where it's like, no, these are my rights. This is what I'm doing. Like, this is my life. But, you know, if we have more of these conversations, maybe we can affect policy and change a lot more when we understand living and experience instead of just seeing things on paper and being like, no, I don't agree with that. So I think it's a really good example. Um, I do this with my family constantly. So (laughs) it's it's pretty normal for me. And um, I don't get worked up very easily. You don't seem to either. So I think that it's, it's a, hopefully, hopefully we're, being a good example you know yeah, yeah i hope i hope cool. so yeah. yeah i'm in i'm in too double I'm down in. and like i said it is <laughs> it is uh uh you know a uh, holiday weekend everybody be safe out there whatever it is that you're doing i got a couple of announcements real quick i did change the the name of the facebook group to mindset and overcoming life challenges that way it was more searchable now. So all you got to do if you want to find this, uh, this group, which I have giveaways in there, uh, you know, I have challenges in there to win, uh, swag prizes, stuff like that. Monica Vandermeer just won a tank top for, Monica. Par- yeah. <laughs> for participation. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just, I would rather, I would rather spend my advertising dollars with people than giving it to Facebook advertising or something else, helping the yep. corporatocracy of America. Nope. I don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in that, just type in mindset on the uh, search bar in Facebook and I'm the first one that pops up now. So my SEO right. game is, 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 uh, getting elevated. It's on point. I'm not great at the SEO. So, uh, congrats. I hope that that builds it big. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, and also, the Facebook lives are going to be happening. Uh, we, we, I, I don't know what the hell the problem was on this one, but it's, it's another leg of what I want to do. Um, so I'll have three places where you can find this. If you miss it on the live, you can go catch it on the podcast platforms. And if you can't catch it there, then you can catch it on the YouTube a couple weeks down the road. So, I mean, there's three places that you can catch this. And, uh, I am also doing a lot of stuff now for, um, uh, uh, prison reform, um, so, uh, criminal justice reform, social, social reform, um, having tons of conversations, people on my podcast exposing things like, uh, uh prosecutorial overreach, um, you know, bringing, uh, uh, stories from people that are in prison right now currently. I mean, I've spent four, 40 minutes, uh, in four different conver- or four different calls recording a, a prison conversation that I had with one of these, one of these ladies who's, you know, been given 33 years for pretty much nothing. Mm. Um, you know, and, and she's not the only one. And so that's just, you know, what we have to do. We have to take up a cause and try to put the best possible light on it that you can and expose the injustices that are happening right now. You know, that's all we can do. Yeah. You're putting out great content. Thank you. You're putting, and you are like, Putting it out like none other. 
<laughs> you just keep throwing it out there. So if you can keep up with all the content, I think that's great. But go back and, and listen to some of those episodes because you have really interesting people with lots of information to share. And, you know, I know for me, I do get a lot of information through podcasts because I can multitask. Mm -hmm. Like they can be playing while I'm cooking or whatever. So I, that, I love that about podcasts and go out for your healthy walk, get some vitamin D and listen to a podcast. Like I'll literally walk through a whole podcast and then just come back home. I love it. And it changes my day and it makes me happier. So yep. combine multitask. We're all about it. I did that same thing the other day. I walked for like 45 minutes, uh, the, the length of the podcast. And then I came back. You know, took yeah. my dog for a walk, you know, tired him out. <laughs> tired yourself out too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was probably the first time I walked in. I don't know how long. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it's, it is what it is. I'm, I'm starting to get healthier. I went into a little bit of a slide, you know what I mean? A, 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 a like a, a backslide, well, unhealthy slide. Yeah, well, it was a mental health slide. Yeah. A fat. <laughs> no, a, men a mental health one, man. I got, kinda, oh, okay. yeah, I got yeah. kind of depressed and was sleeping more than I should have not. I was looking at the mountain of, of responsibility that I had for this podcast and I would just choose to go to sleep instead of, yeah. of tackling it and making my way mm -hmm. through. And I don't think I'm the only one that's doing that right now. I believe that a lot of us are probably struggling, uh, being stuck in home, um, you know, not going out very often, uh, not staying in your pajamas all, you know, for two days, you know, yeah. and, and I had to, uh, pull myself out of it. And, uh, luckily I'm able to, because there are some people out there that, that aren't able to, they need to, they right. need, you know, professional help. help to do that. Uh, and so I'm just, I'm grateful that I, I, I'm able to recognize it, assess it, deal with it and move through it. Yeah. And, and allow yourself to be in it as well. Like it's important to acknowledge those feelings. Like we have them for a reason and, when we don't acknowledge them, they tend to get stuck. And then we do get stuck in that pattern. You know, if you're able to do it on your own without professional help, like just allow yourself to move through and, and really bring, bring in your rituals, like your witchy bath, <laughs> things like that. But I'm also going to recommend if you have the ability, take a really nice shower and get ready. Like, look, am I looking cute? I actually got ready for the first time in like months. Hey. That's where you say yes. Yes, you did. You look amazing, amazingly <laughs> beautiful, Lori Rising. <laughs> thank you, it, thank it, you for I, thank you for showering for the occasion. <laughs> but it makes me feel different. Like yeah. I was like, all right, like I'm gonna work today. Like I, you know, it just it can really shift your mindset. Rather than when I stay in my pajamas all day, it just like keeps me kind of at a lower frequency. So it can be little things like that that can really shift your day as well. Yeah, the shower I took about. Uh, three days ago was amazing. I haven't taken one. I haven't taken one since, so I'll have to revisit that. No, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I agree. It's uh, it's uh, it is. It, it's it's like a reset. You know, you yeah. just you wash off all of you know whatever whatever was going on the prior. Yeah, and, uh, sure. You know, you you dry off, and you're like, all right, mm -hmm. well, let's 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 try this again. Mm-hmm. And this Saturday is a full moon, y'all. So get your intentions ready. Mm. <laughs> you know, have your full moon ritual, whatever that is. <laughs> I, have, I, I throw that in just because of you, too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> your, 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 uh, your woo woo stuff. Yeah. Mm. You got to get a little woo woo in there. Woo. Um, We're very connected, though. We're connected to that moon cycle. I'm sure we are. I mean, the, so is the ocean. You know, the, the ocean moves with it. You know, I. I uh, 
I wish we knew. I wish we knew everything there was to know, like about what we, ah! what what we really are. You know? Yeah. That would. I don't know. That would be pretty intense to know everything there was to know. No, about us as people and what we really are, what our abilities really are. Like if we took mm-hmm. away, if we took away all of the microwaves and the stuff that that's bouncing around around us, you know, for a right. for a a long period of time, like mm. what would our abilities do? Would it bring them all back? I think it also takes t- taking away the cultural conditioning. Like the cultural conditioning has really decreased our frequency as humans. Like we have such divinity and I've, I was born knowing that like it's in my DNA. That's my woo woo. That's my witchy stuff. Like I believe we could levitate, but we have been so culturally conditioned out of our power and our magic. Like humans, we could, we can create miracles, but that's not the society that's around us. And that's not our linear. This is a long conversation, (laughs) but I believe that we're very powerful and magical. It's just, we haven't been, we haven't been supported in that way throughout our lives. And we don't know what we are either because of, you know, our history. We don't, we don't know about our ancient history, you know, mm, how there's we are love. and the giant, we, the, the, we the race one. of giants that used to be, that they keep finding, you know, uh, bones to and stuff like that. But nobody ever talks about it. Right. Uh, you know, but anyways, that's, that's something else. I know you got to get going. You got something to, uh, to run to here. I got an interview to do. All right. Uh, if you shower, though, it's going to make you want to sing. Okay. Well, maybe I'll uh, <laughs> maybe I'll skip the shower for today. <laughs> um, All but, right, buddy. Yeah, it was good talking to you, and uh, just I'll I'll fix out the the kinks in the next one. Just be prepared that it will be live if I can make it happen. So yeah. Until Woo-hoo. next time. Until next time. Stay safe. Happy Fourth. And, stay uh, true, stay love, stay strong. Educate yourself. Yes. All right. Bye. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the show. And thank you, Lori. I really appreciate having you as a co-host and your perspectives. As always, you can find both of our information in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, keep it 100, stay true to yourself, everything else is just noise. (laughs) 